time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. It was right after my book came out, Thrive Principles, so several years back. And the whole thing about Thrive Principles were following these strategies for thriving in your life. And this guy called me up and he said, man, Thrive, I'm just trying to survive. And I said, well, that's kind of my point. And he said, no, no, you don't get it. I've got all these things that have happened to me. And he started naming off all of the places where life had knocked him down. And I said, wait, what do you think it means to thrive in life? And he described this scene for me where, you know, everything was going his way, where the money was in his banking account, where, you know, he had some beautiful view with some beautiful person beside him driving some beautiful car with everything he wanted. And I said, I think you've missed my point about thriving. Because the fact is, we have to deal with the tough places in life. One of the big myths about thriving is that that easy life is what it means to thrive. But I really think that thriving happens when we take on a challenge. You've got to survive. I mean, that is the beginning point. But life is going to knock us all down. That's, that's just a part of life. And the question is, how do we take on the challenge? How do we learn from that challenge? How do we grow through that challenge? So we might be feeling like we're just holding on in those moments. But I think that might be where we're gaining the strength. It's kind of like everywhere else in life. You know, the way you get stronger is by taking on the challenge. Want to make a stronger muscle? Pick up something heavy repeatedly, over and over, challenging it more and more. Want to get better at something? Take on the challenge of it. Lose from it. It's one of the things I've learned in jujitsu is that when I am at my worst place, that's probably where I'm learning the most. I mean, sure, when I tap somebody out, it's kind of fun. But when I get tapped out, I ask the question, why did that happen? How did I get myself in that situation? And that's when I can learn so that I can do better the next time. So thriving is not about easy street. It's not about when life is super easy. It's about how you take on the challenge and come back. Because the fact is, you and I and everyone else has already been knocked down. It's going to get knocked down again. We all get knocked down by life. It's a universal experience. And that's the interesting thing about this, this challenge that comes to us. Everybody experiences it, but we personally feel it. And when it happens to us, it can feel like we're all alone. When it happens to me, I can feel like I'm all alone. And I could take it even a step further. And sometimes it can feel unfair that life has knocked us down. Because it's happening to us by ourselves in that moment, we don't recognize the fact that you know it's happening to everyone else at different points. And when we lose track of that, it begins to feel like kind of life is, is ganging up on us. Somehow life is knocking us down. So let's talk first about how life can knock us down. I think it really happens in two different ways that sometimes come together in even more painful ways. One is the unforeseen incidents that happen to us, and the other is the unforeseen consequences that happen because of us. 
So things that happen to us and things that happen because of our actions that end up knocking us down. So for instance, the unforeseen incidents, maybe you're at the wrong place at the wrong time when the storm hits, the earthquake comes, you know, the car comes careening towards you. There's a failure in something and something happens. Those are unforeseen incidents. Sure, you know on some level that it's possible for that to happen, right? I mean, we all know that these things happen, but they happen rarely enough that we forget that it might happen to us. And so in those moments, it can feel particularly unfair when we happen to get in the way of something or happen to just be at the wrong place at the wrong time where nature has something going on or the laws of physics happen. That can happen to any of us, and it's likely to happen to all of us at some point in life. And then there are those unforeseen consequences, not the incidences, but the consequences of our own action or even our inaction, which leads to a situation that you'd rather not experience. Maybe you make a wrong decision, or maybe you fail to notice you're making a decision. And in that process, you suffer the consequences. That can happen to us repeatedly through life because we're never going to be perfect in making the choices. The thing about humans is that we aren't completely logical creatures. You know, if you remember Star Trek way back in my childhood, there was Spock who worked on everything from a logical perspective. Any decision had to be made logically. But the interesting thing to watch the show over time is his logical decisions often pulled at the emotional decisions of everyone else. So as Captain Kirk was trying to decide what to do, on the one hand was Spock giving his logical solution. On the other hand was Captain Kirk's emotional response that pulled him into situations with consequences to them. But that's who we are as humans. We make decisions, we make choices based on our emotions that many times, in retrospect, we can look back and feel bad about that. In fact, that's generally how it happens to me. I don't know how many times in my life after I've done something, I can look back and go, well, that was stupid, right? (laughs) Because it suddenly comes back to me to bite me in painful ways. And that's just kind of the nature of of what happens to us. We make choices that have consequences that we don't often see on the front side because we're blinded by our choices on that front side, but the back side, in come the consequences. So what do we do about this? How do we thrive when life knocks us down? Well, let's talk about a few ways. One is, I think we can always look at the lessons that are there. Now, let me be clear. I'm not one of those that believe that life hands you bad stuff to teach you a lesson. The universe is not conspiring to teach you a lesson. But that doesn't mean the lessons aren't there. We can choose to take on those lessons. And in the process, we can begin to thrive. What we often do, instead of learning the lessons, though, is we avoid learning the lessons. We avoid wanting to think about And we avoid dealing with it. But the lessons are there. What gets in our way of the lessons 
is the fact that we would often fall into blaming ourselves or blaming other people or other events or God or the universe or something else that keeps us away from thinking about, so what do I have to learn from this? And sometimes it's, what do I have to learn to this so I don't repeat this? And sometimes it's about, what do I have to learn from this to recognize how I'm coping with this? How could I avoid this in the future? Or how could I deal with this better in the future when similar things happen or even the same things happen? So the lessons are there for us to learn. And then we have some options. When we're knocked down, we have a couple of options, I think, that are pretty evident that either one can be valid. But let's just recognize those two options. One is to, you know, to let go, to give up on something. Maybe some job situation happens and you get knocked down by it and you can just say, you know, that's not where I need to be. That's not what I need to be doing. Or maybe a relationship crumbles and you, as much as you want to put it back together, you say, you know, that's not where I need to be. I'm going to have to let go of that. And sometimes we have to decide we're going to push through. We're going to push on because it's important enough for us to stick with that. Sometimes relationships are important enough to fight for. Sometimes job situations are enough to fight for. And here is the thing that makes it very difficult. Both of those options can be valid depending on what else is going on. You have the option to let it go or to push on. And one of the things that's helpful is realizing that either may be right, but we get to choose that. We get to move into that. One of the things that I think is useful for me to think about is to ask the question, who am I at this point? But the bigger question, who do I need to become, stands out in the midst of this. Because all the times when life knocks you down, there's a new option of what to do from here. It usually shakes us out of our kind of our trance that we walk through life And our trance is based in who have I been? Who am I? And so the bigger question is, in order to get beyond this, who do I need to become? Sometimes that's, you know, a choice of how we want to show up in the world. Sometimes it's a matter of gaining the skills we need in the world. But I always find the question to be helpful in opening up my thinking about, you know, what's my next place of development? Who do I need to become to be the person who can handle that better in the future. One of the things that gets in our way is (laughs) self-talk. You and I and most everybody else has a chatter in their head going on all the time. And that self-talk happens, they tell me, at 4,000 words per minute, just flashing through our heads because, you know, we don't have to completely talk them through. They can just keep coming in. So we have this internal dialogue going on in our mind that's constantly telling us what we did wrong and what we could have done differently and how this could be different and how this is unfair and how dare this happen to us and all this other self-talk that happens. And so if you're able to say that many words to yourself in a minute, it's almost as if it's coming from you to you from every angle. It's like you're ganging up on yourself from coming from so many different places. And so part of what we can do is begin to work on the acceptance challenge that where you are and what has happened has happened and that we need to move from there. That's the acceptance challenge. Can we accept where we are 
given what's gone on, given what's happened to us. Many times part of our struggle in that self-talk is not wanting to accept where we are and what's happened. So we push against it and push against it and push against it. And yet nothing externally changes because, as you know, where you are really is where you are. So I want to just kind of point to four different places that you might be able to do a better job of getting up when life knocks you down. The first one is present perfect. To remind yourself of that. Present perfect is a term that Thomas Leonard, who was kind of at this point the grandfather of of a life coaching, uh, coined. And present perfect is not about some you know type of speech. You know, it's it's not a tense in a language like present tense or past tense or whatever. Present perfect means one thing: that where you are right now, what's going on with you right now, is a perfect representation of everything that brings you to this present moment. If you're in the midst of an earthquake, you being there is a perfect culmination of everything else in your life that led you there and happens to be there at the moment when the earth quakes. If you're in a storm, the same thing. If you're in a wreck, the fact that you're at that place at that moment is a perfect representation of everything that got you there. Now, perfect doesn't mean good. It just means that it, it's exactly what would be. It's exactly how it needs to be. It's perfect. Now, I remind myself of that when I'm struggling against something to remind myself that this is exactly where I ought to be given everything that's happened in my past. Are there places I'd rather be? Sure. But those aren't the pieces that bring me to here. And this isn't just about my own actions. This is about the present perfect based on my actions and everything around me that brings me to this moment. So each of us in this moment are in a perfect present moment. We are where we are because of where we've all been to this moment. It's present perfect. Again, that doesn't mean something you, it's great or that you love. It's just that it is. So that's a, a beginning point for me of reminding myself that where I am is where I am. And that only determines this moment in time. Not what happens going forward, but only this moment in time because of everything that's come behind me. So here I am in this present perfect. So present perfect is the number one readjustment in my own head. The second one is lessons learned. What can I learn from this? What do I need to take from this to change my life, to be better, to, to move towards more of myself, to find more meaning and purpose, to make a difference, to make an impact in the world? What lessons do I need to learn from what's going on to deal with this better in the future, to deal with similar things in the future? What lessons do I need to learn? So present perfect, I am where I am, exactly where I am. So what lessons, number two, can I learn from this place? The lessons learned. Which leads us to number three, and that's to face forward. Where are you going to head from here? Face forward. Many times what we end up doing is facing backward, looking at where we've been, continuing to focus on what's happened to us, continuing to focus on mistakes we made or things that happened to us, the incidents or the consequence. And we get stuck on that. And rarely does that change a thing. In fact, I would say never does it, but somebody might try to disprove me on that. I've never seen it make a difference to look back about where I've been. 
I do find it useful to learn the lesson, to take that with me, and then turn around and face forward. So the present perfect is where I am in this moment to learn the lessons so that I can face forward, which only leads me one thing, and that is to seek support. When we've been knocked down, one of the most important things is to know that we're not alone. The people around us who love us and care about us, that want to help us, have also had times when they've been knocked down. We humans are not built to deal with situations by ourselves. We're built to do it in community. And so you find support. Not by those who would also gang up on you just like you're doing with yourself, but the people who would support you and help you through this so that you can learn those lessons and you can face forward and you can find your direction as you get back up. The question in life is not whether life knocks you down. The question in life is how you get back up. Your challenge in thriving is to recognize you're going to get knocked down. There's nothing you can do to avoid it. But what can you do to get back up stronger, more clear about who you are, and more ready to take on the challenges as you move forward to your thriving life. If this has been helpful, I'd love it if you would share this with people. If you would like, you can always leave me a review. And wherever you listen to this, whether it's on Stitcher or Spotify or Apple or any of the other places, just leave a review wherever you listen to it so other people can find it. And if you're interested, that book, Thrive Principles, is available for you. Along with my other books, you can check out all of my books by going to thriveology.com books. That's thriveology.com books. If you have a particular interest in Thrive Principles, check out thriveprinciples.com. That's thriveprinciples.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to build your thriving life. listening to the Thriveology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.